0: Welcome back to Field Notes by Ag Choice, an educational podcast focused on inspiring growth in our families, businesses, and rural communities. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Sadison, and joining me today is Winifred McGee. Winifred is a previous Penn State Extension educator who now works for the University of Scranton's Small Business Development Center, or SBDC. Winifred will help us learn more about SBDCs and their role in helping entrepreneurs and small business owners get started and establish successful businesses. Winifred, thanks for joining me on today's podcast. I'm glad
1: to be here, Rachel, to join you today.
0: So for our listeners who might be unaware of SBDCs, Winifred, could you explain about SBDCs
1: and really what services they provide? Sure, Rachel. Uh, The SBDCs are a network of consultants, each center affiliated with their host college or university to provide free confidential one-on-one consulting to current or potential business owners and free low-cost educational programs. There are 16 centers across Pennsylvania covering all 67 counties that are part of more than 900 centers nationwide. So no matter where you live, there's an SBDC ready to welcome and support you. We can provide our services free of charge because of funding from the Small Business Administration, state dollars through the Pennsylvania Department of Community and Economic Development, and support from our host educational institutions. Along with providing individualized consulting and group training sessions that I just mentioned, our business consultants provide clients with information tailored to support their own business startup and growth. Research data that expands their knowledge about their chosen industry, tools to expand their business management ability, and quality referrals to other agencies and individuals to enhance each person's path to business ownership. In short, we help all types of small businesses to start, grow, and prosper. Thanks, Winifred.
0: So let's talk a bit more about SBD services and how they may benefit farmers and food businesses or agribusiness here in Pennsylvania. Really, where do you see the greatest opportunity for SBDCs to help the agricultural industry?
1: Well, here in Pennsylvania, some of the centers have historically worked with agricultural businesses, most notably the University of Scranton Small Business Development Center, for whom I'm a part-time consultant. I was hired specifically to support farm and food businesses. However, our focus across state was broadened by funding that came by the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or CARES Act for short, which allows Pennsylvania small business development centers to create an agricultural center of excellence that's focused on assisting farmers who need to reinvent or pivot what they're doing during the COVID-19 helping them to select and use effective business-focused strategies and tools to augment or replace what they've been doing as we move toward what's been repeatedly called and maybe too often called the new normal. Teaching farmers how to use a business model canvas, a one-page mini business plan, if you will, to scope out what they used to do and then redesign their future seasons is an important aspect of what we do. Sometimes we've actually worked with farmers whose product demand grew as customers turned to local producers for fruit and vegetables, meat and other necessities when they were quarantined or when the sh- store shelves were bare. To help those producers determine the right investments in the short run and helping them to build strategies to hold on to those customers when the shelves began to fill again. So we've had a lot of different things we've been able to offer established farms as well as startup farms here in Pennsylvania.
0: So Winifred, you've worked with a lot of farms over the years both in your previous role with extension and of course now with the SBDC. What are some common themes you've found with successful startup businesses
1: and and really what makes them successful, Winifred? I will have to give my extension cohort Uh, Lynn Kime credit for this statement, that you really need to start small. You don't need to put together a large business all at one time. And sometimes you have to keep your day job for a while before a full launch, if that's possible. What's really scary to me is when I hear someone say that every adult on the new farm has quit their off-farm employment to devote all their time to an untried business because we know the bulk of Pennsylvania farmers actually usually have some type of off-farm job that is helping to bring in the family living resources, if not part of the things that shore up their farm business. So for startup businesses, it's the same type of idea. I encourage people to do the research. Don't get ahead of the game. Don't put the cart before the horse, as I heard from a client just the other day. Uh, talk to other farmers, and be ready to admit that sometimes you need to try out your business ideas before getting started yourself by going to work for someone else who has a farm like the one that you want to start. When I co-taught the Exploring the Small Farm Dream class, starting farmers were encouraged to interview established producers to get a sense of the market, the demands of the job, and the risks and rewards. I think that's an important part, too, in relation to sustainability for any new business venture, that you really get a good idea of what you're getting into before you get into it. So it's not just the small farm dream.
0: Thanks, Winifred. So as we conclude, are there any other thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Well, earlier I mentioned our Ag Center of Excellence. As we head through the fall and winter meeting season, we have several events coming up. One of those programs is co-sponsored by the Pennsylvania Association for Sustainable Agriculture, and it's one that's going to talk to farmers about seeking grant funding. Everybody's gotten really excited about grants, but we're going to hope to provide a really level-headed idea of exactly what grants can do for you and what they can't do for you in that session. That'll be on December 8th in the evening. Some of the other workshops in January and February will be about how you can make your business plan work for you. It's especially geared toward farmers who want to take the next step beyond writing a business plan to making sure it's a daily management tool that they use and not just a loan proposal. And we are also going to put together a series and offer it under the Annie's Project banner, Know Your Numbers which is specifically directed to female farmers who want to get a better grasp of how to put together and use their financials to make their business work smoother for them. If you're, even if you're not in our eight-county area that the University of Scranton covers, I suggest that you go to our website, which is www.scrantonsbdc.com. And hit the drop down for about us and check out our Ag Center of Excellence page. Not only will the workshops that I mentioned be listed there soon, but also there are a number of on demand re- recordings that we did through the last spring and early summer that you may have missed that you would like to see in relation to, especially, ag marketing and direct marketing of agricultural products. Wonderful. That's great, Winifred, and certainly some
0: great uh, events coming up for folks to check out and the recordings as well. So thanks again for joining me on today's podcast. And it's always great to hear about the good work being done by
1: SBDCs. Well, thanks for having me, Rachel.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, plus subscribe and share it with a friend. As always, you can head over to agchoice.com slash podcast to view the transcript and listen to other episodes. To catch all the latest from us, follow along on Facebook
1: and Instagram at AgChoiceFarmCredit.